0: And welcome to a Sunday hangover edition of oh Chad Cheese, God. HR's most dangerous podcast, not so much today. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash, the hungover one. Looking at a mountain in California as we record this podcast, apparently, Amen. Uh, which we'll get to in shout outs, I'm sure. Uh, on this week's episode, the industry soap opera rolls on with layoffs and lawsuits just in time for Christmas, of course. Models are invading Silicon Valley and, yep, you guessed it, more AI. I may be a robot. Would you really know the difference? Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: Google. Lever. Intello. Monster. Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process, too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, dot com, for a free demo
0: all right let's get to the uh california reference with our first shout out which i guess goes to your lovely wife and lovely because she puts up with you
1: yeah that's no shit Yep, yeah, julie it's uh her birthday big one of her big birthdays and we came out to palm springs for the week so uh it's beautiful out here we've never been here before and it's uh it's freaking gorgeous man
0: what does quote one of her big birthdays mean
1: it means one that I will not talk about other than saying it's a
0: big birthday. <laughs> it's a, so it's a milestone birthday. Is that what we're saying?
1: That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's all a milestone right. Birthday. All right.
0: Well, happy birthday, Julie. We love you. Yes, we do. Uh, more shout outs. Uh, I'm going to do a shout out real quick uh, to skill scout. In last week's episode, I totally brain farted uh, who I was going to shout out from my conference in San Francisco. So, <laughs> To Elena Valentine at Skill Scout. Uh, big shout out to you. Uh, big fan of the show. We appreciate it.
1: Nice. Joe Stubblebine was in town from Next. He was in Indianapolis before we came out to Palm Springs here. Uh, and uh, had had a chance to, to connect with him. Have a great time. Talk about the podcast. And uh, have some cigars and bourbon. So big shout out to Joey Stubbs. Appreciate you coming out, man.
0: Joey's usually pretty bullish on the podcast. Is he still pretty uh, positive?
1: Oh, yeah. No, he, he loves him some podcasts. Oh, okay. He, he loves some chat. <laughs> well,
0: good, good. Uh, shout out for me to Hung Lee. Oh, yeah. Which sounds like a stage name for a certain industry. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Hung Lee, great fan of the show, probably listening. Uh, we love you, Hung. Keep hanging in there. You keep hanging in there, hung. Very nice. You like yet. that. That's he's, good. He's, he's yeah, actually, I did that.
1: Let's let's throw a little a little uh, plug in there for Workshape.io. That's his that's his uh, gig. He's the he's the main man over at Workshape.io. Um, okay. We we have a couple of really cool announcements. Number one, uh, go to Chadcheese.com. We've got a new survey from Next, uh, and this is one that Joel will love. Uh, will generation Z ruin the workplace? That's a question. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> All right I have, a, I, have a, I, have, I have a quick hater generational hater message uh, or, or shout out or side note real quick. Uh-huh. Um, we are we have a child and we're looking at babysitter options, yeah. right And on care.com, for whatever reason, t- babysitters in their teens and 20s, want more money per hour than people in their 30s and 40s why now how you can explain that to me it's got to be a generational entitlement I'm a millennial I just walked through the door I need to be CEO by the end of the week kind of thing but it doesn't just happen in the workforce it happens in babysitter land Um, all these entitled brats want more money than you know people that have maybe actually had kids Mm -hmm. and actually have hands-on experience you know over a long period of time with children so joel anyway, rant over joel automatically says gen z will
1: ruin the workplace uh we want to hear from you guys though so go to Chadcheese.com. uh click on the banner uh you'll see it it's a big purple just take the damn survey people anyway there's also a 25 five dollar gift drawing so if you get in there throw your money or throw your name in the hat uh, you might win twenty five bucks. Joel, would you? What would you spend that twenty five bucks on? Would it be maybe an hour for a babysitter? <laughs> well,
0: this is well, this is a Target gift card, right? It's not just a random twenty five dollar Visa card or something.
1: I'm, I don't know, man. Twenty five bucks. I mean, I just hand it over to Julie and she'd take care of it in the first place because. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Target uh, with an eight month old, it'd be diapers or formula uh, or something like that. Yeah, Because that stuff is expensive.
1: No, that's very, very expensive. Um, And last but not least, we want to give big thanks to Disability Solutions for sponsoring the transcriptions of all of our podcasts moving forward. Um, We feel that hearing impaired deserves some Chad and Cheese love too. Uh, So uh, we teamed up with Disability Solutions and it's a reality. So if you go to all of our November podcasts, on the website and everything moving forward, everything's going to be transcribed. And we appreciate it uh, from our friends over at Disability Solutions.
0: And in addition to helping the disabled folks, it's great for SEO. Oh, it's going to kick ass. I'll just go SEO. ahead and I'll just go ahead and say that as well as one of the <laughs> benefits. But yeah, we really appreciate uh, that sponsor and getting that out there in text format. So I would say let's be done with shout outs and let's get to the news. What do you say? Go. All right. It's a it's a it's a festivus miracle, uh, not so much for people that are getting laid off and sued in the industry. Uh, let's start off with the soap opera at Dice yeah. slash DHI, who owns a portfolio of sites, which most of our listeners would know. Yeah. Um. On, on the good news side for them, I guess they uh, they unloaded a healthcare site called Health 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 E Careers, which sounds oh. very two thousand and three because it's yes. health careers and yeah. sounds like healthy careers anyway um so they unloaded that for 15 million dollars i believe yeah 15 um, million. which which if you if you consider the fact that they bought some crappy energy job board for 50 million uh 10 years ago yeah um or less than 10 years ago you know the, these job board prices are going down and going down fast um especially for the healthcare industry Dude, but um it's that happened with them but then cello. yeah yeah, the only three they are keeping are refresh my memory, dice, and what? What are the other two? Clearance,
1: clearance jobs, uh, e financial careers. Yeah, and yep. clearance jobs.
0: Yep. So those three are untouchable, but everything those else, if if, guys, them, if if you guys, if you guys, must go. Anyone want a solid one. retirement plan out there? Go buy yourself a job board from uh, from DHI. Um, and then they were they were sued. Tell us about that.
1: Okay, so this is ridiculous. So we just talked about one of the turkeys that we gave out for Thanksgiving um, was the former founder and CEO of Oil Pro. Um, he first, first, he sold Rigzone to DHI, which has all of obviously the the database, the technology, whatever he had, right? He sold the company to DHI, they bought RigZone, which was an oil, obviously an oil careers type of uh, job bot, job board. Well, he leaves DHI, creates OilPro.com. You can come up with some some wonderful slogans for that one, OilPro. Um, and, uh, and then he takes the RigZone database with him, steals it because he's already been paid mm-hmm. for it then he tries to sell oil pro with all of this data that he stole back to dhi who bought the shit originally in the first place for Rigzone. i know this sounds complex and it's just stupid but it's easy because the guy just kept selling the same data over and over at least tried to and now he's in jail so that's where we're at today he's in jail now Oil Pro is suing DHI
0: for their <laughs>
1: yep. open source product, which they're saying uh, was stealing their data.
0: Basically, their Oil Pro is suing DHI for scraping data Yes, that they didn't have permission to scrape, which is... Okay, stay with us here for a second. Oil Pro <laughs> stole dhi's data from rig zone as their own and now so that dude's in jail literally the feds put him in the pokey yeah and now they're suing dhi for scraping data that technically i guess was dhi's in the first place because oil pro sold it or stole it in the first place but they're also (laughs) suing dhi For doing that to other companies that have nothing to do with Oil Pro's business. So it would be like, it'd be like me suing Facebook because what they were doing was harming MySpace.
1: Yes. Yes. I have nothing
0: to do with MySpace, but I'm just going to decide to sue them because screw it. uh, I'm just going to sue them for it. So this is just bizarre. Um, I hope the story doesn't end because it's so bizarre. But uh, yeah, that lawsuit happened.
1: Well, dude, it, it is so fantastical these days, the kind of shit that we're hearing, not just from politics, but it's like make up your own uh, lawsuit day. Oh, yeah. Let's uh-huh. go ahead and make some shit up. And then we're going to go ahead and fire it off in a press release. I mean, it, it is it is amazing. And I'm, I'm just interested to see how DHI defends against all of this. I mean, because uh-huh. they, they, there's more than just this lawsuit that they they should be looking at.
0: Well, shockingly, the judge didn't throw this out. Um, and you no you sense. could say that there is there's some there's some link between this stuff and what HiQ and LinkedIn is going through with like mm. scraping public data. I mean, the open web stuff is essentially taking social media profiles, creating a profile of someone. I mean, this is going on, but anyway, uh, this is crazy stuff. Uh, Homeboys in jail. Sue and Dice. Dice has to defend this. Um, It's, I guess, will be fun to watch, or at least something to talk about. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. drama at Dice. And let's get let's get to layoffs uh, in the industry because no holiday season is complete without layoffs at job sites or any company. Uh, So the first one we have is shift gig. Uh, which is kind of like what it says. They help connect people with hourly kind of shifty, uh, restaurant type positions with, with companies. Mm -hmm. Um, they just hired in August, I think a new CEO who was from LinkedIn and he has come in and laid off about a third of folks, according to cranes, Chicago business. Yep. Um, not the worst thing in the world, I guess. You know, he's he's sort of laying off people that aren't in Chicago. He's sort of condensing every everyone in the shytown Town area. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's never fun to be laid off at Christmas, and a third of your workforce is quite a few people. That's that's gonna stir things up a little bit. I think they're at shift gig.
1: I tell you, it's it, it's not easy being a new CEO. That's for sure. Um, but making a move like this, a third of the workforce around Christmas. Um, you know, obviously you're taking a look at the end of the year, you're tight, trying to, trying mm-hmm. to tighten everything up for 2018. There's never a great time to lay off people, but probably the worst time ever is around the holidays. Yes. So, you know, I, from, from my standpoint, you know, leadership comes in and it is, it is incredibly hard. I mean, I've been in those types of positions before. Um, it's, it's hard to restructure, uh, mm-hmm. and if they are in dire, dire need, uh, in trouble, then th- this might be one of the reasons, or he just didn't give a shit that it was around the holidays and said, "This shit's got to happen. It's never gonna, it's never gonna be good when we do it. Why don't we just go ahead and throw a little lump of coal in their stocking and tell them to get the hell out." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and our hearts go out to anyone laid off, particularly during the holiday season. However, if you're a recruiter, it does not look like these folks are being laid off for performance reasons. Uh So if if you're looking to poach some folks going into next year, maybe go see who was at shift gig and might be looking for a new gig. Uh, Particularly on the sales side or whatever those were. So it is a recruiting opportunity as most uh, layoff uh, situations are.
1: Well, and this is great for, and again, when you're in a leadership position, those are things that you should already be thinking about. And I know there's some really great people that are over at ShiftGig. I know them personally, and and I guarantee you that some of them are already thinking about about that or have done that. But yeah, our our hearts go out to anybody who has to, to deal with this kind of shit this time of the year. Um, it, it, it more than sucks.
0: Yep. In fact, this probably won't happen, but if you are looking, uh, put your resume out there on Twitter, hashtag Chad Cheese. Uh, we'll do what we can to connect you with recruiters or people or mentioned on the show. Uh, we'll do our best to spread some holiday cheer and get some folks jobs if they are listening to the podcast. Which they're right. probably not. But anyway, if you are, Chad Cheese your resume and we'll see what we can do for you. Yep. Uh, more layoffs at Cornerstone on demand as well. Yeah. Um you might remember Cornerstone from a recent investment by a certain company called LinkedIn yeah. uh in silver chair or sleeve or lake <laughs> or yeah, you know, whatever it was. Uh the bad band from the nineties. Um they put in three hundred million dollars into the company. Yeah. Um, and this is a public company. So they announced on uh, their quarterly uh call a six percent reduction in staff. They have about 2,000 employees from what I can tell, which puts them at about, let's say, 120 uh, laid off. Um, Word on Glassdoor and other anonymous sources point to a 40% uh, decrease in sales staff. What do you make of that?
1: Wow. Uh, Okay. So you get get a, a large infusion of cash. And much like a new leader coming in, you've got you know, new new leaders that are there that are looking at your bottom line. So you see organizations start to tighten up like this. Um, it, it is it is interesting um, that it happened on the sales side. So you have to wonder: um, Are they switching models, or are they actually using um, staff or trying to try, trying to trying to use staff from? Um, maybe some, some of their partners or something of that uh-huh. nature. Maybe their focus is going away from direct sales to more partnership types of sales, um, agency sales. Who knows? But I mean, generally when something happens like this and the sales staff drops, um, uh-huh. it's, it's not a performance thing. It's generally a restructuring of uh, or packaging of, uh, of the product and or partnerships on how the, the, the money is going to be flowing in.
0: Or maybe LinkedIn's going to announce the acquisition of Cornerstone on Demand at the first of the year, and all these folks will be gone and yeah. they'll be, just be duplicated by LinkedIn sales staff anyway. I'm just yeah. speculating, but who knows? It could happen. Yeah. It could happen.
1: That's, a, that's um, a
0: possibility.
1: You would think that that would
0: happen. See, that, Usually,
1: what happens is you see an acquisition and then you hear the, oh, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. And yes, I'm doing mm-hmm. air quotes. Um, and then. Something happens, right? So it doesn't happen in this manner. This is kind of backwards from what you would normally see. But you're you're right. This is it, it. It could be a symptom of what what is to come.
0: But the if you consider the optics, it's not LinkedIn has to lay off people, which you know affects stock price or people asking questions and what's yep. going on with the business model. It's Cornerstone lays them off, and then LinkedIn acquires them, and no one is asking questions because Cornerstone did the the laying off. Uh, and LinkedIn doesn't, it's kind of an optics thing. I would think now with most ATS's, sales, their sales heavy, like yes. every ATS I know is like sweatshop salespeople. So <laughs> this is sort of, sort of odd in that aspect. I mean, I can't imagine 40% of your sales staff. Again, this is allegedly, yeah. um, we know the 6% is confirmed, but 40% of sales staff, we don't exactly know for sure. Um, but that's if 40% of your sales staff is underperforming and you're laying them off, Like to me, there's a real problem with yeah. your either hiring or training or what. But that's, yeah. a, that's crazy. This if that's is true.
1: This is something different. This is something different. There's some type of restructuring that they're doing. Um, I've seen companies do this before where they have staffed up for a certain type of model, sales model, and they see that it just doesn't work. So they have to switch. Whether it's going from more of the uh, person to person kind of lower account executive who's smiling, dialing and just burning up the phones versus somebody who's more uh, more connected. And you're going to be paying those individuals more, but they're going to be doing more of the high value target uh, type of uh, type of uh, acquisition. So, I mean, it's it it could be something like that. But I mean, to me. If it is 40% of a sales staff, there's something that's going on from a, from a structuring. Yeah.
0: And I don't claim to be a cornerstone uh, expert, so I'm, I'm willing to roll with anything, but yeah, let's go with uh, a <laughs> different model and, and uh, total, total 180 of what you're doing. Um, AI is in the news again, really? as it always is. <laughs> uh, we got three, we got three items. Yes. I guess we can start with, with woo. Yes. Uh, you might remember leap woo uh leap got money in woo.io they're all either io or ao or ai or yeah, oi yeah. Uh, these days so tell us what woo did this past week
1: so it's funny because we've been talking about ai for shit almost a year now um, on this show and
0: the show's not even a year old but yeah,
1: yeah we've been talking about almost, it for a year. i said almost a year um, so all of these other AI platforms are really focusing on trying to be human friendly and they're saying you know no this technology isn't looking to take the place of your recruiter this is actually looking to it enhance your recruiter and, and it'll help take some of these, uh, steps away and so on and so forth and, and you know some some even say it's it's kind of like an iron man suit for your recruiter so it makes it really cool and the recruiters think oh yeah i'd love my iron man suit well woo hmm. said screw that um we're launching helena the ai headhunter and uh pretty much all of the ai machine learning companies out there that have been talking about assisting yeah Wu said no Helena is they're not going to shoot sugarcoat this. Helena's going to do recruiting better than your humans. Early results, and this is from um, Forbes, early results show that employers are accepting uh, 52% of candidates for interview that have been put forward by Helena. Now that's better than recruiters who are generally around 20%, and far better than job boards where you're looking at about 2.5% of applicants suitable for interview. So what they're saying, they're coming out here and being ballsy, not sugarcoating it at all, saying, look, our AI headhunter is better than your human beings.
0: Boom. It's Helena is basically a Mount St. Helens on the recruiting <laughs> industry, at least hoping to be. For those of us old enough to remember what Mount St. Helens actually was. Yeah. But yes, you're right. Like Most of these... AI support kind of solutions. Yeah. They don't they don't tout themselves as the destroyer of all, you know, mankind in this certain profession. Nope. They cl- they sell it as like you know, we'll be your best friend. We'll be the one that, that does the dirty work. We'll be the one that like filters through four thousand resumes and and puts four of them on a silver platter for you to then call and, and all of them are the perfect candidate. You just need to find one that can speak well and, and be a human. This one actually says you're all out of business. We're taking over. Adios amigos and um, that's a scary message. Like companies to buy that is sort of you know, putting themselves out there. Like, how many how many recruiters, employment departments are going to buy solutions that are going to put them mm-hmm. out of business? I think it's a fairly risky proposition yeah. for a company to say like, buy our product and we'll put you out of work. How's that sound? Yeah. So RPOs, I think would would gobble
1: this up in a heartbeat. Staffing companies, RPOs, because yeah. thats is that that is their business, right? And it's funny we've talked about on the show before that RPO. They look at recruiting as a business. They look at the EBITDA, they look at the margins, they look at the actual cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. Where talent acquisition, they don't, you know, it's more of kind of like an art for them than it is really a a, a real business. So this, I I believe, speaks directly to the RPOs, the staffing companies who have a shit ton of cash as it is, and uh, they get those guys won over, Um, I think, being able to switch over into the talent acquisition side of the house maybe soften your message who knows um it, it'll be easier but dude it's it, it's amazing you hear so much on the ai machine learning side whatever whatever the hell we want to call it of just kind of the sugar coating oh no this is not gonna no, this is not here to hurt you recruiters you know this is here for you know this is here to help <laughs> not helena help this is we we come
0: we come in peace. Yeah.
1: This is Helena's going to come and she's going to burn your shit down.
0: By the way, why are all why are all the bots mostly named women?
1: I don't know. That's a very good question.
0: Maya, Olivia, Olivia Helena. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about Watson for a second, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a last name that we associate with Sherlock's counterpart. Yeah, but the the voices. But here. most of these, yeah, like what. In a, in a world of, you know, harassment and what, like, let's give some equal, you know, opportunities to male names. Like, I want to see Jeeves again. I want to see Bob or oh. Chip. Yeah. <laughs> Donald. Well, maybe not Donald. Um, yeah. Like, let's let's equal this thing a little bit. All right. Let's go to Watson because I'm making no sense with the female bot argument or rant. <laughs> um, so, Watson, Watson is going nuts on, like, build a bot – uh, their build a bot solution, advertising it everywhere. Um, and we sort of forgot about Watson, but a lot of these pro- platforms are built on Watson, um, the, the API of Watson. But like, we just wanted to, to make a side note, give a little props, unless you have something more to say. But like, Watson is still there. Uh, it's the backbone of some of these solutions, and they want to build a bot for you. So if you're looking to do that, uh, check out IBM's Watson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice ad for Watson there, Joel. Um, yeah,
0: no, Watson, seriously, better than an crazy. ad for iSIMS. No one expects like i be no one thinks IBM's writing me a check. Nothing's better than an, an ad for iSIMS. No, I mean, I, I, I've also heard Watson blows. So, yeah. like, uh, you know, I don't program yeah. AI. I don't do this stuff. So, like, you know, if you're doing AI, I'm sure you've looked at Watson and you've made a decision whether to use it or yeah. not. Um, but I think the fact that they don't want to be left behind, they want to be at the forefront of this stuff. Because I'm sure Google's going to release some sort of AI API stuff. Mm-hmm. I know Siri is available on you know iOS apps and things like that. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was a commercial, but <laughs> dude, they're out dude, there. I'm giving they're they're pimping, man. This wow. is like a race. This is an arms race for like who's going to power the I the AI infrastructure and, of the the 21st century. And
1: from what I hear, their chatbot, or at least the chatbot. Uh, platform that they have is is pretty stout. So yeah, I mean they they I think they're they're finding uh, hopefully their their strong suit and they're just I mean just nail it because I'd love to see um, more than just the Googles and the Facebooks and the 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 Norman the normal names that we've heard. IBM's been out there forever, but. You just don't, yeah. don't see them as a big player anymore. And and to be quite frank, from what I'm hearing, they are.
0: Yeah, they just need to get back on Jeopardy again <laughs> and destroy the humans. I won't take much. And then we the re- rethink uh, Watson. All right, uh, back into our industry. Uh, a new AI solution out of India uh, got roughly a quarter million dollar seed money. Yeah. The name is we'll we'll probably talk more about the name and that'll get more interest by our listeners than the actual company. But tell us a little bit about what Param Param I and that's P-A-R-A-M dot AI. Yeah. So imagine yourself being a salesperson pitching param or Parham uh, to a prospect. Uh, it would be a total pain in the ass. But anyway, tell us about a little bit what they're doing with uh, with their solution. Well, first off, the salesperson, it, I guarantee you they have to spell that name, that URL, every probably
1: five times per phone call because nobody mm-hmm. knows what the hell Param is. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But it seems like they're trying to do uh, kind of like uh, what Howie and the guys over at Crowded are doing. Um, they're trying to actually take the the data from the ATS and they're trying to pull it back out because in most cases, the candidates that are in the applicant tracking systems go into a black hole. Nobody sees them again. Nobody uses them again. Um, and, and usually there's not really good search technology to go in and match against current open recs, um, param.ai that's P A R A M dot AI. that's what they do, and it's that's exactly what Crowded is doing as well. So we're starting to see companies uh, do some very, very smart programming to be able to, to use that goldmine that is in the actual applicant tracking system, that black hole that's in there, and then start to match up with some of the social data that's out there, some of the social graph kind of data that's out there, pull in and and refresh like Crowded does, um their uh, their profiles
0: yep but let's get back to the name shall we <laughs> uh it's not <laughs> it's it's not as bad as ohire which we talked about yeah, a few tough. weeks ago which um yeah i'm with ohire what yeah. ohire <laughs> oh hyphen hire dot whatever it was anyway uh so we we were so in, interested or we had so much time on our hands this morning over <laughs> uh hangover coffee um, to actually look up in the Urban Dictionary yes. what Param mm-hmm. meant, yes. please share with our listeners what you found, because I think it's very entertaining.
1: Well, I mean, and this is obviously from Indian descent. Uh, we saw some of their companies that they're actually working for and whatnot. They and they are Indian based. Uh, so we thought uh-huh. I, I'd look on the Web so just from a, a dictionary standpoint. I, I wanted to see what this actually meant. Didn't find anything except in the Urban Dictionary. So brace yourself guys of course um so param definition number one a teenage boy from india that enjoys wiggling his toes and making fun of people who eat toast that's number one okay that's number one i have no clue what the hell this even means right definition number two param a cool guy who likes to bang chicks all night because he is savage Number two, I where did I, I, don't, I have no clue what this shit even means. Okay, number three, and I'm only going to do three. Okay, an adjective used to define a person who has breasts. <laughs> I mean, so that you go to the website and then you take a look at like some of the the, the marketing that's on there. And uh, so let's so let's let's take a look at it and let's use some of these definitions. Uh, supercharge, sure. supercharge your applicant tracking system with a guy who likes to bang chicks all night start track <laughs> taking data back decision i mean it's it just it does it just makes am, no sense guys i am i, mean, I really am most does.
0: enthralled i'm most enthralled by the first one the eating toast. a teenage boy who wiggles his toes and makes fun of people who eat toast yes like what in the hell is that about <laughs> i have no clue like <laughs> If you eat bread, you're fine. But once you toast it, boy, that teenage kid wiggling his toes is going to go after you. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, 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 All right. Let's hear from uh, AJE and and talk about models at valley parties when we get back.
1: America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284. Or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com.
0: Eating toast. So both so both, <laughs> models who eat toast. <laughs> uh, so you and I both have done our fair share of, of trade shows. Yes. And we'll continue to do so. Yes. And one of the phenomenons of the trade show industry are what are known as booth babes, mm-hmm. which is essentially attractive women and men, yes. in a booth, they have a basic sales pitch, but their their role is to essentially attract people there and then get a basic lead, lead generation thing and then give it to a real salesperson that actually works for the company. Yep. <clears throat> I understand how this works. I understand that people are attracted to attractive people. That's as old as civilization. Yes. That's not going to change. I understand the business proposition of that. I think it's a little slimy, yes. but... Who am I to judge? Um, so a story comes out this week that holiday parties are are you know in full swing in, in the valley, and a story came out that companies are hiring models, mostly women in the story anyway, yes. to to go to these parties, and I guess just socialize with you know the geeks and the people that work at at these Silicon Valley companies. Uh-huh. Um, personally, this. This finds me. I I find this odd because there's no real business purpose for this aside from having attractive people talk to your employer employees. Yeah. Um, but I also find it incredibly sort of tone deaf in the environment we live in right now with harassment and all the things that are in the news. Like this, just sounds like valley bubble shit where they're immune from everything that's going on in the world and they're going to do that's their own total thing. Bullshit and the world misunderstands it but who cares we're silicon valley yeah
1: no it's total bullshit i mean and to to be able to just take a look at the news today right so you're taking a look at the news and you see exactly what's going on with me too and and we're trying to talk about equality right but yet we want to be able to play this silicon valley model game Um, where you have a bunch of wallflowers, a bunch of geeky wallflowers who work at your company, and you want to have a a fun holiday party. So instead of getting a bunch of those guys together, we're going to throw some hot chicks and maybe some hot dudes in there as well.
0: And the other thing is, any any office that I've been in where the technology department resides, most of these cats are in headphones and with like three huge-ass monitors coding all day. Yeah. Like, the holiday party should be an opportunity to actually talk to other people uh, that you may not talk to very much during the workday, and actually get to know them as people mm-hmm. and socialize with them. I don't understand how objectifying, you know, women and men and throwing them into an office setting for a holiday party ha- serves any purpose whatsoever. Um, and I just find it totally tone deaf uh, and a total Silicon Valley thing. And I hope going into the future that Silicon Valley catches up to the rest of the world and gets on board with sort of equalizing of the sexes and gets into the, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's Sunday morning. I'm a little slow, but yeah, like this is, this is just really bad optics on the Valley and it needs to stop.
1: Well, I mean, you've got, you've got a Google developer who did, I mean, he wrote, an entire. Yeah, I mean, he wrote about how women are are inferior. To women men. are different. Yeah, and, 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 and the Uber, Uber the whole
0: Uber thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so
1: inferi- I mean, and and now you want <laughs> to objectify them by pulling them in as models. I mean, good fuck, guys. I mean, seriously, this is the dumbest shit ever.
0: Yeah, you summed it up perfectly. You have this programming culture yes. that, on paper, says women are different at this than we are. And then you're trying to change that, but then you objectify women and bring them into your holiday parties. Like talk about mixed messages, like get woke, get woke, Word. get woke. Uh, and on that, I think we're done with the show. Well, before we leave,
1: we've got, yeah. we've got to wrap something up, though, because we
0: last last
1: week uh, we, we talked about Joe Shaker and his Wisconsin Badgers. And uh, I'm sure today, as Joe's wrapping up this podcast after he listens, um, he's going to go ahead and pour himself another uh, glass of eggnog and and cry about it
0: again. (laughs) A glass of cheese curds (laughs) for our favorite Wisconsin graduate. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. yeah, he's crying about that, and we're crying because the Buckeyes won the Big Ten um, and we're pissed off because we got left out of the the uh, football championship.
0: Yeah, apparently, apparently beating two top five ten teams and a top twelve team isn't good enough for the uh, the voters. Even though Bama only had two wins over ranked teams, not nearly as high as top five. No, nah. but whatever, whatever. So,
1: Buckeyes, we'll be just- little USC ass. Um, as I sit here in the Valley, uh, I'll be wearing my Ohio state gear the entire time I'm here. Jeez. Jeez.
0: All right, kids have a good week. Uh, we out, I guess late.
1: We out. This has been the Chad and cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss a single show and check out our sponsors because they make it all possible for more. Visit higher Oh, and you're welcome.